Hi, everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. We've got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> was The Rights of Man by Jim McGrath's orchestra. Jim McGrath's. Yeah, but the orchestra's, I think, only three musicians. Huh. A fiddle, clarinet, and piano, I believe. And that was kind of a parlor orchestra. <coughs> Not a real, you know, get-down Irish band, really. Not an Irish party band? No. Very nice, though. Yeah. 
I like that tune, The Rights of Man. Hmm. So we're back here on the Old Time Radio Show, listening to Irish Records today with our buddy R. Crumb. Yes. And we've also got our uh, next-door neighbor and another 78 record collector, Mr. Anthony Baldwin. How do you do? Howdy. He's from the British Isles, but he's English. Yeah, so you hate Irish music, is that right? Do you hate the Irish or just Irish music? Um, that's a rather leading question. It is a little <laughs> yeah, bit, yeah. So. I'll, I'll give you that. You I know. don't hi- hate either Irish music or the Irish. It's However, just, just a long, long living contempt kind of something. <laughs> um, I, do I have time to call my lawyer here? <laughs> oh, I don't, mean, I don't mean to put you on the spot, no. I mean, you know, it's okay to hate the Irish. I'm Irish. You know, we're. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. Hennigan's Irish, and he's a lot bigger than you. That's right. <laughs> I love the Irish. <laughs> the warm, wonderful people. <laughs> yeah, when they're not drunk on whiskey and fighting in the streets. And yeah, they like to do that too. Yeah. Gotta love them, the Irish. But your prim- primary primary interest is jazz. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I'm interested in old-time jazz between the two world wars, basically, and any other sorts of music that's interesting of its type. You have know, well, a mild interest in ethnic music, but I remember once playing a, some country string band, and I asked you what you thought of it, and you said, oh, well, I, those are a bunch of provincials, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Provincials. Well, I have my limits. You know, and yeah. I was probably, I was probably being just smart. Facetious, too. yes. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I we, we encourage that kind of behavior here on our little podcast. Yes, <clears throat> but we did have the uh, treat of hearing uh, Kansas City Stomps at your house a, a few weeks back from a metal master that was kind of an unbelievable experience. Yeah, you that. were there with Jelly Roll Morton. It was incredible. It felt like you were in the room. Yeah. yeah it was inc- that it was, really was incredible. And that's, you know, you're never going to hear that again unless you go back to Tony's house and listen to the Metal Master again. It's some yeah, Jelly Roll Morton with that much presence. Yeah. That rare experience. That was really unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Well, for me, that's one of the reasons collect for collecting originals. I mean, it's very nice to be fetishistic and look at the label or have a wall item or whatever. <laughs> Label but porn. It comes down to sound, as far as I'm concerned, because you can go out there and get an LP, or these days a CD, or a... Or any other kind of digital. You know, some kind of digital uh, thing. Uh, but, but It's never going to sound It's like never going to sound the same, and particularly it won't sound the same as one in really good shape. Right. Played with the right stylus. Yeah, this is true. But tonight we're going to listen to Irish music, and Tony, you can, you know, if you enjoy this, you can stay, but you don't have, you're not forced to sit through this if you don't want to. <laughs> you, you can come and go on this radio show as our uh, fourth uh, member and third guest, uh, Eden. Will she's not here right now, mm-hmm. but at one point we'll look over and she'll be there, and then she'll be gone again, and she'll probably come back. So yeah, you know. The, this is not like a prison sentence. Here. Right. You, well, I, I, I have a house guest tomorrow, so I'll probably check out in you know, mm-hmm. 20 minutes or so. It's, it's funny about Eden, you know. She's she's there one moment, and you look over, and she's gone. And then she's back, and she's quietly just disappears. Like she de- dematerializes periodically, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Was she ever here? <laughs> hmm. yeah, but it's certainly a, you know, a leavening mood to have her in the room. 
Yeah. Well, she makes fun of us. That's what she does. Her little wise cracks are quite amusing. So what are you going to play for us next? I thought I'd play a a fiddle record by a... I think one of the reasons I don't have any Irish records is they're very hard to find. Are they hard to find out here? Yeah. I mean, who's going to have an Irish... I mean, out here in Europe, sure, there's going to be places in Europe where you find them, but not in France. No, not in France. Uh, Not the way you go around the flea market. I've never found any Irish records in France. Hey, there's Eden. Speak of the devil. I made it. Why are you always talking about me? (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about you, but everybody's always talking about you. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Because you're famous. Oh. <laughs> Probably the worst thing that would ever happen. Well, you, s- you say that lightly, but it's absolutely true. There's only one way to find out. Worst of, right. Someone making me famous. You have to go through it and come out a heroin addict. No. Heroin. <laughs> Ew. Fame is a way of doing that to people. If it helps my menopause, I'll do it. <laughs> Too old to do heroin. Are you crazy? Okay, we're go- we're listening to Irish music, Eden. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> oh, she's looking at her watch, <laughs> her imaginary watch. Are you recording this already? Yeah, yes. we already started. God damn it! Yeah. So now we're going to listen to George Halpin and N- M. Stanford, violin and piano, and uh, with some girls lilting, but it doesn't say who the girls are. Some it's girls lilting? Yeah. That's what it's, it's called. called. The Maid of Ballantra. What's lilting? Lily day dee 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 Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's like river dancing, but with your voice. Thank you. 
<laughs> Lilting. Yeah. A That's plaintive pretty... cry from potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it was recorded during the Great Potato Famine, probably. That's that, what it said I on Wikipedia. label. The Great Freak Famine. That was great. That was like the Carter Brothers and Sons of Ireland. <laughs> they were flipping out. They had no potatoes. They were smoking potatoes. Something. That was not normal. That was like the opposite of Serge Gainsbourg. What do you think of lilting now? <laughs> lilting is quite an experience, I must confess. I, 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 yeah, that was pretty intense. So what did, did you say someone has a lilting voice. That's what you mean? They sound like that? I never heard the term lilting before. I, I'm with Tony. I, I, I've heard a lilting voice like a heard it, high, you heard I guess. Like hmm. Someone having a lilting voice. Well, apparently it means that, not, not high. Apparently it means that your voice is going la 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 la. <laughs> that was great. That was great singing too. Yeah, Amazing great, band. Great. Party band. <laughs> you could see some serious partying going on to that music. Oh yeah. A lot of dancing. There was a lot some, of dancing in a circle. There was some whiskey being drunk. Yeah. Some fights breaking out. You astonish me. Yeah. <laughs> some potato based liquors. There's another nice fiddle record by Frank Quinn and Eddie Dunn. This is called Falling Leaves. Mm, I don't know this one. I do. I'm a big Frank Quinn fan, but I don't know this one. It's one of your favorites, Eden? No. Thank you. 
Quinn and Eddie Dunn. That was good. Top notch. That was really great. Yeah. Like, really top notch playing on there. Frank Quinn was playing a fiddle. He was a policeman. Right. Really? Sometimes on the label we'll say Patrolman Frank Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sings also on some of his records. He's a great singer also. Made a lot of records. That means he walked the beat. Right. He was a beat cop. But Eddie Dunn, he, he only made a couple records. Nothing About when was that? Like 1930. Hmm. New you like York. That? Yeah. It's all recorded in New York. Yeah, <laughs> really nice playing. So m most of those green label Columbias are recorded in New York. Yeah, there's a few from Chicago, I think. Maybe. What about what about like Victor Scroll? They recorded in New York too. Yeah, some of those are also from Chicago. Yeah. So there's nothing really recorded in Ireland from that period. Not, not in that period. There's a couple in England, and then there's a later period in the late thirties they recorded in Dublin. Huh. HMV recorded in Dublin. Huh. Those are good too. They're great. Yeah. I'll play one of those. I'll play a Dublin recording. Okay, let's hear it. That was good, but you know what that song could have used more of? What's that? Lilting. I like the lilting. Yeah? Now that I know what it is. It's like the scatting of your people. Yeah. Yeah. You need to That's dance. my people. Dance. It is your people. Yeah, this music reminds me of when like I was a little kid playing guitar. I, I had this little AM radio songbook. I'd play stuff like Georgie Girl. My mom would, you know, say, play Georgie hey Girl. There, so, Georgie Girl. And my grandparents <laughs> used to come over and stay with us in the summer, and my Irish grandfather, who just took shots of whiskey and smoked from a pipe, said, oh, why don't you learn to play some nice old Irish music, laddie? <laughs> and I didn't know what the hell he was talking about, you know. But uh, look, I wish I did. How sad. I wish you did. You know? Did you, your grandfather really talk like that with an Irish brogue like that? Oh, it was big. I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't understand them until I was eight or nine years old. Wow. I thought they were speaking another language. Do you know where he was from? County Mayo, yeah. Right. And they, wow. they came over, you know, the I think it was 1890 or something. They were very young. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. For a better life, you know? Right. Some of the only thing they had in uh, you know Ireland was a, a potato and some cabbage. Yeah, yeah streets of New York are paved with potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard. Came over here, they thought they were the Rockefellers. You know, yeah. worked like a it was a janitary job, but uh, you know, really nice people. Yeah. But he all he talked about Irish music all the time. Irish music. I miss the old Irish music. Why don't you learn some Irish music? Now you have. I had no idea what he was talking now about. Well, he he was around New York, right? Uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. Well, there was Irish musicians around. Probably when he was a young man and around that area, it was probably lots of Irish. You probably heard Irish music when he was young, but just kind of dried up after World War Two. You know. Well, he was nineteen or twenty when he left Ireland, so yeah. I'm sure he heard Irish music in Ireland. Right, right. Yeah. But there was a lot of it around in East Coast in the early 1900s. Yeah, I don't know what he was listening to, but mm. he clearly wasn't happy with Georgie Girl. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, Georgie girl. Yeah. Not much lilting in There's another no. Georgie <laughs> deep in He's stuck. Lilting in down there. the street. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to listen to Leo Rousam, probably one of the best Irish pipers that ever recorded. Okay, and great. He's recorded in Dublin, but...
Boolean pipes. Is that, um, did they have a studio there or was this just some guys with a truck? Not sure. Not sure how permanently they were set up. I don't know. There's HMV and there's also uh, that green deca label. Right. They did some Dublin recordings also. Well, I think we need to hear like a, a, a party band with some vocals yeah. you know, before we lose our, our two guests here. <laughs> you know, like the Four Providence Orchestra or something like that. Four Provinces Orchestra. Yeah. Well, let's hear um, Johnny Won't You Marry Me. You got to have that. Actually, I don't have it. What? <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Who else has 78s in this town? Sullivan's yeah. Shamrock String Band. Mm. Yeah, I've got some of those. I have some 78s, but I have nothing to play them on in this town. Probably get a cheap portable or something, right? Yeah. Well, I've got a million turntables, but they're all over at... Uh, it does, yeah. yeah. Can't hear like, a decent 78 in this village. <laughs> kind of medieval village. Are <laughs> you running here? I know. You think Bullshit. it'd be nothing but 78 machines I walk out outside, here. someone's playing the flute or something somewhere. Yeah, that's, that's rather irritating. That someone who who is you. doing that? I don't know, but they do it all year. It's just like... They kill you after a time. But right? it's so... It's like I'll stand out on that balcony to get mm. air for a minute, and suddenly I'll just hear like this flute, and it's just like, it's, it's like the wind's blowing. And hey, count your blessings. It could be playing electric guitar. Oh, sometimes they do. There's a kid across the street does that. Oh, that's right. Mm. So this is Dan Sullivan Shamrock Band doing I'm Leaving Tipperary. Oh, Yeah. Never mm-hmm. heard their version of this. With the vocal by Larry Griffin. I have a great version of this by Pat White. It's actually oh, yeah. his only mm-hmm. really top record. It's fantastic. I love this band. <laughs> If my 
respects to Mr. Mac and as well to Mrs. Hagen. And I'll attend the christening when she marries Patsy Fagan. I'm deep in love with Molly for as a jackass is in clover. And when I'm set, I'll write you bet and pay her passage over. So goodbye, Mick. Goodbye, Pat. Goodbye, Kate and Mary. The anchors wave, the gangways up, I'm leaving Tipperary. See, there's the steamer blazing up, I can no longer stay. But I'm out for New York City, boy, 3,000 miles away. Ha, ha, ha. Kind of stage Irish. Mm. <laughs> what do you think about that? Picara. He sounded <laughs> drunk. I think that guy. He's tying one on. Pat White, who did also did this tune, is also like a, a vaudeville Irish kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Doesn't it, doesn't that turn up in some thirties movie? I'm sure, I can. Probably. Sure I can, I that can. song is kind of famous, right? Yeah. 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 Maybe we could we should hear some some drinking songs. Shouldn't be too hard to pull That's out. That's what your Irish people like, section. right? Potatoes a lot of drinking. great Irish drinking songs. <laughs> oh, he needs a, to drink. Yeah. This is another kind of stage Irish, sort of. A guy named John Griffin, who's called the Fifth Avenue Bus Man. Huh. You think he was a bus driver? I don't know. Called Meself and Martin Tracy. Okay. He plays the flute and sings. <laughs> And Martin Tracy went to have a little spree He had a bottle for himself and another one for me We strolled around the village till our heads and feet were sore And every drink it was so nice we wished we had one more We met a great big policeman, he looked at us, says he But keep she out as late as this, says I, the country's free Shut up, says Tracy, come along, the devil of foot, says I I'll hit him if he says a word, the dirty, mean old spy. He turned around and left to sure the man was not to blame. I called him back and asked him if he'd please to tell his name. Of course, says he, it's Flanagan, I came from County Clare. Hurrah, says I, shake hands, old boy, or put you in your mushair. Then pulled out the bottle and I put it in his paw. Look out, says he, while on me post to drinks against the law. He put the bottle to his head, but devil as up was there. And when we laughed at Flanagan, sure he began to swear. 
He raised the club above his head and swore he'd take your sin For drinking on the highway, oh, says Tracy, that's too thin He dragged poor Tracy off to jail and tried to take me too But to keep a hold of Tracy was as much as he could do Great tune. What do you think, yeah. Tony? Just yeah, that has something. It's got something. Just grab you. In fact, I don't think <laughs> the piano player quite was following what was going on. Yeah. That happens a lot on yeah. these records. Well, they, they Some were generic piano player. They were yeah. drunk and they encountered a policeman. <laughs> he, you know, made, made threats and you know. I was just thinking, if he was the Fifth Avenue busman, busman yeah. there is in fact a Teddy Wilson recording where you can hear a bus in Times Square. <laughs> in 1935, oh, yeah? one of his bus. <laughs> well, they used to have these buses on Fifth <laughs> Avenue that had open deck on top. Right. They'd have a guy up there who would tell the people, you know, uh, famous, there's the Astor Hotel and blah, blah, blah. All right, all right, I see that kind of a busman. Maybe, I don't know. Mm. Maybe he drove a bus. Yeah, well, maybe he was, yes. Maybe he was a bus boy. That's possible, too. Yeah, they're a bus boy. <laughs> Did they call them bus men back then? Maybe. I don't know. It's More possible. politically correct. Maybe. That they is were possible. Older. John, you, I realize now hearing that. What's that? Some people talk in their sleep. You lilt in your sleep. Do I? Yeah. Instead of talking, you're, you're mumbling. But now I realize it's just going. It's in my blood. It is. Yeah. Do I mumble in my sleep? No, you lilt. Huh. Now you, you don't you don't make any noise. Here's Once in a while you say something about it, wishing you had a seventy-eight or something. Here's the McNulty family. Oh yeah, these are some great records on Decca. Yeah, this is an instrumental called the Rollicking Skipper. Okay, cool. Is there like five Irish names in the world? What? Griffin, <laughs> Flanagan. Well, the question. McNulty. Is, the question is, how many Irish names can you? Come up with it. Don't start with an O, end with a Y, or uh, have a Mick in the beginning. Hennigan. Hennigan is one, yeah. But is that really, is like a. Hmm. I guess they call Irish Micks to distinguish them from the Scottish who were Max, right? Yeah. MacDonald's. Yeah. MacDonald. Yeah. And the Irish are McDonald. Right. <laughs> hmm. Mix. Thick mix. That's what my uh, mother used to say about my father's skull. He was a thick Mick. Yeah. And a thick Mick. <laughs> Skull. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like Thick skull. One of the funnier things about uh, certain Irish names, particularly ones beginning with O, is there are identical Japanese names. Are there? What? Like O'Hara. No. O'Hara. It's oh. just a perfectly fine <laughs> Japanese O'Hara. name. It means big field. Huh. <laughs> yes, let's talk about H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. <laughs> well, first we'll hear the rocking skipper. <laughs> Thank you. 
Fantastic band. Yeah. So earlier at dinner, we were talking about H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. <laughs> well, the subject of racism came up. Yeah, the su- subject of racism and came Eden up. Brought so up those white cops are shooting black teenagers that are unarmed. Where is that happening? It happens all the time. It just happened in Missouri. But Ferguson, it's Missouri. It's things. Now they have like military weapons. It's insane. Photos are crazy. It's disgusting. They're not allowing journalists in there. I don't know. Anonymous will leak everything. H.P. Lovecraft was a known racist. I didn't, that's news or to me. I never heard that. Or was he the time? That's a debate. It's heavily debated. Yeah. By nerds that have too much time on their hands. Earlier, Eden read us this poem on her off of her iPhone by H.P. Lovecraft that was accessible. This rapidly racist screed it was incredible yeah it's disgusting he sounded angry he there's like these they publish these private letters he wrote to mm. people and they're even worse than that I mean at least that was like <laughs> he was trying to you know write a poem write something it's these letters is going off about Jews and, and black people just ugh, it's gross disgusting. Well, I never heard this about him and, and what this was the in the 20s when was this happening Roughly, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Early 1900s, I guess. Yeah. Weird. I, I guess, uh, you know, everybody was so racist back then, but, you know, this sounded pretty hateful. Uh, yeah. Some people, did, it was, you know, it's just the way things were, and then other people they were, like, really, really, really into it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, right, it was, right. you know. Right. So some people it's not, it's kind it's of just difference like the, the way things are now. Something. Yeah. Hmm. People are still as racist now, I think. Some people They are. just hide it. Yeah. Some people. Definitely some people are, there's no doubt, yeah. But what's happening in Some Missouri of my best friends are Irish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, the curious thing about British Isles is that, you know, that in the 20s and 30s, and there's still all this, this rich folk music and traditional music in Ireland and even in Scotland, but I don't know about, about England. I, you don't, there's hardly any folkish sounding 78s from England from that period now almost none too late what happened to their folk the industrial music? revolution happened Oy. everybody was moved from the country to the city two people moved from their, their native regions they got dislocated yeah hmm. but there are there are things but they're very early like the little guys going around with cylinders and stuff in the 1900s right recording know, folk songs and yeah. that sort of thing but you know well, old guys who'd stayed in their villages and hadn't gone to the city to, you know, be the slaves to the dark satanic mills. The satanic mills. Well, you yeah, hear it a sounds lot like H.P. Lovecraft story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These dark satanic mills. <laughs> you hear a lot of American music recorded during this period that's like based on European folk music, but you're right, you don't really hear like from England, like their folk music. I mean, really, most of it was recorded was dance orchestras and jazz, right? Yeah. And, you know, popular songs and, pop, and stuff. of course, right. Mm-hmm. And there's a few kind of like, what sound like proletarian accordion bands and, and this one mouth organ band that I found a few records by that they're kind of nice. But I mean, there must have still been some rural music culture left in England at that time. I, that, I don't know, but it's the same in France. You know, there's hardly any recording, very limited recordings of rural folk music in France. Mm. You know, aside from that... <coughs> stuff from recorded from Auvergne, that's it. I mean, there was rich folk music in in Brittany and Normandy and stuff, fiddling traditions all over the place. Mm-hmm. There's none of it on old 78s. Mm. 
That's just because the record companies weren't as enterprising as far as going out into those areas or getting the people to come to Paris. Well, or the funny London thing is that record companies like Polydor and 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 uh, Gramophone, HMV, and uh, Columbia, they they're all over North Africa and Greece and you know the Eastern Europe, recording all kinds of crazy folk music. But in Germany, France, England, where these record companies originated, there's almost none. Is that because they all wanted to go to some, uh, some romantic place? Exotic? I don't know. I'm not get sure. Get the hell out of there. I think mostly they're looking for markets for selling phonographs that, in these other true. regions. And they already had enough markets in the homeland, just so they didn't care about that. I don't know. I'm not sure. And perhaps there was no equivalent of Ralph Peer or those guys who sort of thought, ah, if we record this deeply rural music, then they'll buy it in that deeply rural region. I mean, it requires somebody in the record company to have that, you know, road to Damascus thought that <laughs> there is a market there, you know. But they had all those guys but that that's they sent so like... odd because they went to other places. And yeah, they sent that. guys like Dilnut to, yeah. you know, India to record vast amounts of music or... Uh, you know, Southeast Asia, they went every place. Well, maybe there are a lot of more Indians than there are Bretons <laughs> or something. And the Germans, too, were really enterprising about that. They sent, like, people all over the place to, yeah. to make Africa. They recorded in, like, the Congo and Uganda and every place, trying to see if they could sell the machines to the natives, you know. It's weird. It's a funny thing about that. It's, it's too bad because I'm sure I'm sure in England at that time there was still rich veins of mm. of common people's music still alive and well. I'm sure had to be. The, like, there were folk music collectors, you know, guys who go around sort of yeah. rotating stuff. Yeah. So you might find that there's been things made like the the sort of a British equivalent of Library of Congress. It's probably stuff. At yeah, that probably level. so. Yeah, yeah, probably stuff like that. And people have gone around in, in more recent decades and collected folk songs in, in England, you know, mm -hmm. from families and and I've, I've books about them. There's books about these families that still sang old-time songs mm -hmm. in England, you know. But it's funny about that. I don't know. But the Irish, boy, there's a ton yeah. of these great old Irish records, you know. But <coughs> most of it recorded in America. I've noticed so far uh, on this program that you've stuck mostly to instrumentals and like you know yeah, uh, I noticed too. you know uh, what, I, what I would say was like higher end playing and, and less to a lesser extent like the comedy records or like the you know drunken Irish songs do you not like those as much uh, it's like that uh, John Griffin with my, myself and Martin Tracy that's that was great along yeah. those lines Phenomenal. yeah well you think well there's the Flanagan brothers it's Flanagan Brothers, yeah. I'll, I'll pull out one by them. I mean, Flanagan Brothers did everything. They did, yeah. They what's, did. That, what's that Murphy's Wife one? You like? Oh, we. That's Murphy's one. Wife? That's that one I actually sent to you, and you I think you sent back to me. You didn't like it. Yeah, like Queen. musically, it didn't interest me that much. Yeah. What? In, you, you musically, got, that's a mental issue. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, you, you, you got anything by the Four Provinces Orchestra? Yeah, but still, again, it's mostly instrumental. Yeah. Let me pull out another uh, interesting vocal record. I'll pull out Flanagan Brothers or something like that. Okay. Why, John? What do, where do your tastes... I like everything. I mean, I like everything he's played, but I, I just noticed that a lot of people, 
In fact, almost everybody I know who collects Irish music tends to stick with the, the you know, yeah, the hotshot fiddling mm-hmm. and the high-powered string bands, and kind of disregard the the comic songs and the, a lot of the vocals, which I think are equally just as good, but in a completely different way, of course. But uh, for instance, you know that Frank Quinn record he played is like absolutely top-notch with the banjo fiddle and banjo is like sick. Those guys were so tight, beautiful song, beautiful playing. And I equally love Frank Quinn doing like Murphy's Wife, one of my favorite records I've ever heard. That's the first time the I've song heard about you guys him going not, to his friend Murphy's wedding, a, a getting song. drunk, and ending up in bed with Murphy. It's obviously Frank Quinn. I, he, I think he had to be gay to sing this song. <laughs> he talks about tickling Murphy's wife, but then Murphy <laughs> started tickling me. And then uh, in the dark, you know, Italy, couldn't tell who was who, but. You know, he goes on with it. He he ends up liking Murphy better than Murphy's wife. It's great. Hmm. And you know, and, and Robert didn't like it. Perhaps he was a priest. Yeah, maybe exactly. <laughs> and early. Yeah. Patrolman Frank Quinn was gay. Oh no. <laughs> well, maybe not. But he certainly he certainly had an open-minded view on the subject, which was you know. He's drunk. He doesn't care. <clears throat> Okay, here's the Flanagan Brothers doing an old American song. Yeah, which one is the this? Sidewalks of New York. Okay. Hey. Cool. Sidewalks of New York. 
they say London Bridge is falling down. I was just thinking that too. Where did that come, where did that originate I'm from? Sure, that's ancient, ancient nursery rhyme. Sure, but, but where did but, it come from? Oh, well, it's London it's Bridge it's never it's fell down. No one ever sure, blew it up. It, 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 it did have problems always falling down because they kept had houses on it, right? And they were always kind of collapsing, and it was maintained. And fa- finally, they, I think it was, I think after the fire of London, they rebuilt it or something. I forget. Huh. I don't know, but that's probably where it comes from, right? Yeah, but it's um, goes goes back. Well, a lot. It was like your subways, and you know, it was poorly maintained, and right, right. Still, the, the New York subways we were talking about earlier. Um, <laughs> but um, I, it, it interests me. I just wondered that there might be some expression, some kind of euphemism that people use to when they're saying London Bridge is falling down. Actually, they're talking about something else entirely. Could be, but yeah, because, I don't know. You know, don't bring Lulu. Don't bring the, and then at one point one one line is London Bridge is falling down. I always took that <laughs> mean that that Lulu's was losing her knickers, or oh, right, or her petticoat was that, showing, or something like that. That's what Fergie's talking about. In that song. Somebody's bridge Black is falling Keys. down. There. What does she say? Some stupid shit about her London. I don't, I don't even know, but whatever. It's know. dirty. It's dirty. Okay. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, he's shocked and appalled. Okay, here's Sullivan Shamrock Band again. Yeah. This is earlier. This is their version of the Blackbird. With yeah, it's great Sullivan record. playing very dramatic piano. Okay.
sure I've bored you with my theories about the connection between whiskey and the internet. No. What are those connections? Well, um, everybody talks about Marconi as, a, as being an Italian. What they failed to add is he was half Irish. Really? And the money that underwrote Marconi's experiments came from his mother. And his mother was the Jamison whiskey heiress. Really? So you could argue that because Marconi essentially developed modern radio, which then became modern telecommunications, which became the internet, that Jamison's whiskey is directly responsible for what you're looking at right now. And the Irish. Yep. The no good, rotten, knuckle-headed Irish. Indeed. They invented the internet. Exactly. Oh. I find that hard I to I like read. it. I knew it wasn't Al Gore, that idiot. He's <laughs> 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 got every light in his house turned on right now. <laughs> Al Gore. Johnny, won't you marry me, marry me? So God, I wish I could hear that song. You will. You're kind of personally attacking our special guest's record collection when you say that. I don't know why you would do that. I don't see what... Let's see what you're trying to gain by. Who Roberts is special guest? Well, he's got phenomenal records, wonderful guest, records. We have two special. We have three special guests. You're a special guest too. I am. But you're not acting very special when you're attacking his. But we're all guests of Robert, which is confusing. Yeah. It is confusing. But I'm a guest on his radio show. That's right. Oh. Take away the guest you first thought of. Yeah. This is like it's confusing. This is horrible. It's like the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? Yes, you're a vocal. By Frank Quinn and Nan Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah, that's going to be good. What is this one? It's called I'll Forgive But I'll Never Forget. Right. 
Yes, I'll return every token for the ring and in a lock of your hair. A card with your photo upon it, and your face just as false as it's fair. Give me back every fond word was spoken. Let us be as though we never had met. And I will return every token. I'll forgive what I'll never forget. Beautiful. He's nice. Yeah, like that. nice too. The story is Frank Quinn saw her singing at a party or something and asked her if she wanted to make some records. She made, hmm. I don't know, Six Sides or something with him huh. in wow. 1930. Nan Fitzpatrick. It's great. Frank Quinn, he recorded a ton, right? Yeah. I think every record is Frank Quinn. <coughs> when I lived in San, around San Francisco, I knew this guy from an Irish family, and he worked in the for the Parks Department. There was a lot of Irish that worked in the Parks Department, so he invited me and Terry Zweigoff to come to some big like St. Patrick's Day picnic that they had in the park every year and the the food was just terrible the worst <laughs> food Irish was the worst food yeah. <laughs> but they had these these kids these teenagers singing and dancing it was great it was totally traditional these, these young teenage girls like doing that kind of jigging and, and singing it was great hmm. incredible the music was was great they're just kids teenagers what was the food? Oh, uh, it was just like horrible. Wonder bread with bologna and my grandmother wretched. used to say, uh, my Irish grandmother, no matter what was wrong with you, have a potato, take a b- bath with black soap. Didn't matter whether you like sprained your ankle, had pneumonia, <laughs> you know. Did it work? No, it never worked. Well, no. what is she made the soap or what? No, they had this. They had this express. This black soap. I used to see it at their house. I don't know what it was. I don't know where they it's got it from. It was just potato. really dark soap. Probably potato soap. Every day they ate potato. Every morning they. My grandfather got up and baked biscuits. The best biscuits I ever had. Like these buttermilk biscuits. I, I had some. Never of your had bread like this. Cookies. No, that was my other grandfather. Oh. That was my grandfather. We don't know what he is because his father and oh, mother died right. when he was really young. So every time you asked him what his nationality was, he'd say something else right. he didn't know. Huh. But my Irish grandparents on my dad's side, uh, hmm. you know, they were, they were pretty poor. They baked their own bread, and they had like they'd buy try to buy meat and make it last the whole week. You know, like have chicken soup one night and like you know something like that. Hmm. Very simple, but every every meal had a potato and they thought they were kings because they could afford a potato like mm. at every meal have a baked potato at dinner had like home fries in the morning some kind of potato salad at lunch <laughs> a potato you know it's a typical Irish yield ways yeah Jesus. 10 ways to cook potatoes maybe something green like peas but it was inconsequential you know? <laughs> you would say black soap Black soap. That's my grandmother said. Black soap. Well, what take a it? bath with. The, what happened? Well, he broke his leg and he's going blind. Have him. Have him take a bath with black soap. Have a potato. What's black? It'll be soap? fine What's in the morning. Soap? I think that's probably what. what that's soap? probably coal tar soap. Yeah, which is kind of disinfectant. Hmm. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it's you washed in it, and if you had lice and stuff, it would. Coal tar it, soap. Yeah, it's a it's a tar tar based soap. Like tar. Was this like a working a class British Isles thing or what? Yeah. Still exists. Well, I mean, when I last looked, it still existed. Huh. But um, huh. Wright's coal tar soap's black. Wright's coal tar soap. John knew he's got lice all the time. 
and, and if, if you have skin ailments, it kind of clears them up. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Sounds good. Yeah, so point. I say some basically, you know, if you've broken your ankle, it's probably disinfectant, so that if you've got a, a cut or something, or there's a wound, it would slightly disinfected if you I see I would mm. think that's probably the idea but then on the other hand we used to think you know my grandmother was insane because when we went to the beach she'd walk up and down the beach looking for specific seaweed and she'd collect it take it home wash it and then steam it and eat it uh. and we thought she was insane uh. and now we pay top dollar for seaweed salads at Japanese restaurants you, you know yeah and meanwhile, we were going through the McDonald's drive-through, saying she was a crazy person for eating fresh seaweed out of the ocean. Yeah. You know, they so. were selling. Remember, we played in Dunleary, and I bought seaweed. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I bought those bags of seaweed. Yeah. It was kind of like a joke present because it just looked so bizarre, but it was, I don't know, it was kind of cool. Might might also be a dietary thing because we're the same reason as Japanese, because Japanese uh, eat seaweed to get iodine, um, hmm. because the the they're, Volcanic soil doesn't much, isn't much iodine in the soil, and so they have to have a supplement and they get it through the seaweed. Hmm. So it could be maybe in Ireland or something that was maybe a similar situation. Who knows? Hmm. No Michael Coleman in this show? That's rare for an Irish collector. <coughs> yeah, no, I could, but I've already pulled out this one. Okay, what do we got here, boss? This is Terry's Ramble by Mrs. and Miss McNifflaw. <laughs> Thank you. 
Wow. <laughs>